welcome to Sheffield Hopcast. We are we're back in our boxes this week after that's boxes as in like little boxes on Zoom. We're not all in our pants. There's only Sean that does the show in his pants normally. Um, so we are back in our boxes on the computer um, this time after um, actually being able to venture out and, and see each other, well, certainly for three of us, see each other in the flesh for the first time in such a long time. But uh, yeah, we're back doing it virtually. And I think that's probably what we're going to do. We're maybe going to alternate from episode to episode or just make it up as we go along, which is what we which is what we normally do. Um, I'm James. Good to see you. Um, so we have a theme this week. I feel like I say this every time, as usual, Adam struggled with the theme, so it'll be interesting to see what he's gone for. Uh, and the theme is just beer cocktails. And that's all it is. We're not. It's not like it must be this or it must be that. Beer, cocktails, beer and cocktails, uh, making a cocktail from beer. Um, I don't know, a beer that's got the name of a cocktail in its name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how you interpret it. It's completely up to you. We have a guest as well. We will introduce Paul in a bit. First of all, um, let's go to Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening, everyone. Nice to see you all. Yeah, it, it, it's to you back. a while. Yeah, yeah. I think I was watching Barnsley get beat by Coventry. Or did we beat Coventry? I can't remember. Uh, uh, on the last one. You lost 3-0. So, no, I don't think we did. Um, this sounds like a, a Laura theme, actually. Laura uh, is a, uh, a top cocktail lover, an experimenter and everything else. So I'm not sure how we, how we came to the theme, but uh, I like the theme. And I'm going to actually try something that I've uh, often suggested to customers uh, in the shop. So I'm going to, uh, I've done it before and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Tell us all. Tell us, tell us. All right. Right. Yeah. So um, it's interesting, actually. I'll it, it, be at cocktails. Um, uh, Laura is the, the, the closest that we've got to an actual brewer in that she's a, she's a part-time brewer and, and lives with the brewer and everything else. But um would brewers think it an absolute disgrace for someone to get a double IPA and a nice stout and turn it into a a, a nice double black IPA? I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's something that you could really play around with uh, and make yourself a nice sour IPA with a, a nice lemon sour and a, a and a hoppy beer. It, it's probably sacrilegious. Um, in the brewing world, but it uh, feels like a little bit of fun. So what I'm going to go with uh, are two really lovely beers in their own right, that I think could go to a, a, another level combined together. So I've got uh, Sam Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. Right. right. Tried and tested, beautiful beer, 5%. And I'm going to combine it with my favourite of their four uh, fruit beers, uh, their uh, raspberry uh, uh, fruit beer and so I'm going to have uh, a double organic I don't know whether that's the thing a double organic chocolate raspberry stout that's yeah. great it really it does, does sound, sound lovely have, doesn't have it? you done this yeah. before or is, is I this have done, be your first I have, I have done this once before uh, quite a few years ago uh, I, I did it once before but then never really uh, uh, took it any any further and I haven't done it again since so I think my memories are very positive and uh, ratios I've got a pint pot so I'm going to pour half of the chocolate stout 
And then I'm going to go with half of the uh, Raspberry Sam's, which is a slightly smaller bottle. And then I've got a bit left over in both. Um, so I, I feel like a winner. I feel like I'm drinking two beers, but only have to chalk it down as one beer for the night. Sean, I think I think you made a little bit of a schoolboy error. I think you need a small glass to work out your ratios before you nah, pint nah. it. Nah. It might not I, be I'm 50 a, 50, a, might not be the um, optimum ratio. Yeah, it, it, might, it might not, but I, I made plenty of schoolboy errors, but I, none of them have, have, uh, uh, matter anymore. So uh, let's, give it a, let's give it a go. Chocolate first, of course. Is that what everyone else would have done? I would say, yeah. Yeah, the heavier first, one, I think. And then top yeah. it up. What what a lovely what a, a lovely drink this would be if I if that's, I get that's, a, that's a, a nice a nice, a nice <laughs> is it Irish is it Irish coffees where you get a like a layer uh, yeah. of something so I could end up with a chocolate stout raspberry layer but I, I doubt that I'm that skilled you need a spoon I, for that I think don't you I feel quite sorry for anyone that's I feel sorry for anyone that's, that's that's listening to it and not seeing the the video of this because. I mean, Sean's stout pour wasn't brilliant, to be honest. Oh no, it, it was. Deli- <laughs> it was a bit it like. Was, it, it was. It was deliberate. <laughs> Chuck it. Look, look at this though. Now, it was is that quite a pale beer in. then? The other one is it just quite like? Yeah. Is it like a lager kind of color, like very pale uh, straw it's, color? It's, it's no. Or does no, it have that fruit no, color to it? It's a proper fruit color. Yeah, proper fruit color. Now that's that's a beautiful pour, isn't it? I have got look to say though, Sean, that. I'm not sure that was fifty fifty. Look at that. I, I think it's it was a bit mixed. heavier on the on the stout there, but I mean, it do, you're right. It doesn't matter. You could always add more. But you can't take away, can you? Yeah, yeah I'd probably actually. But I, I probably yeah. I'm, I'm about halfway down the stout, I think. But the raspberries well, well, are, are probably next, on fifty five. Well, for your next thing, you've got you've got a sixty fourteen the other way, haven't you? So there we go. Did you get that time to kind of combine? Oh yeah, that that is perfection. That is work? absolute. It really does. That and that's Sheffield Hopcast for this this week. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've done it. Done it. Right. <laughs> I'm beginning. To, I'm beginning to think this is the best thing that we've ever done. This is this is. I've, I've warmed is to it. I've warmed to it over the last day or so. so that's good. Brilliant. But I put so, the fruit in. So the fruit is dominating at the moment, uh, but but it's delicious. Yeah, absolutely. You need one of those cocktail super. stirrers. That's what you need. And, and an nah, umbrella. Just give it a whiz. I'll give it an Ainsley Auriot whiz. Proper mixologist Brilliant. now, Sean. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, I could probably. <laughs> is it botanist? I need to send my CV into. Probably. Botanist. So Sean's gone down the route of mixing two beers. I wonder if that is going to be the the kind of the theme of the evening because I haven't gone down that route. I've gone to, I've, I've I've gone something different. But let's see what Laura has done. Hello, Laura. Hello. Uh, so I was looking for a beer that has the flavour of a cocktail, um, but the only beer that I could find was Abbeydale Margarita Sour, which Adam had in the last episode. Um, so I thought that, um, and then you might remember that when we did our beer cocktails with spirits and all sorts of other stuff a couple of years ago, um, I spoke on that about how, um, my favorite place to drink beer cocktails was in Brew York's tap room, um, and how, uh, they come up with some absolutely amazing concoctions. Um, the, I think the Tom Coco white Russian is still my favorite um so i've picked a brew york beer uh which is a six percent black forest gatto goes and i've chosen this because 
I suppose it sounds a little bit like what Sean's done, but the brewers have already done it for me in this one can. Um, because the tasting note on the back says um, it's the result of a competition between our brewers. Jarno wanted to brew a Black Forest stout. Roddy wanted a big fruity go, so we said fuse them. So this is two brewers, two recipes, one beer. Um, so I thought so that, that quite nicely. That could work brilliantly, or it could be terrible. This is going yeah. to be very interesting to see it's how a, this pans out. It's got a four out of five on the very licious scale. Um, <laughs> well, they put their own untapped results on the can for a minute. <laughs> and uh, the Black Forest Gatto is probably my uh, favourite cake as well. So um, yeah, that's the. I think we've thing. talked about Black Forest Gatto before, school. haven't we? Because I had to yeah, you threw up. I've not, I've not been able to have one because I ate all of one when I was young. Laura, the, okay. the, the, that's a the good colour. That yeah. The Brew York cans are in. Do you like that little sort of graphy thing that's on the the Brew York yeah. cans? Yeah, yeah it's I think good, it's useful. It? Yeah, yeah. Nice. They've got a full one. <laughs> Just a full one. That's right. all of everything. So Laura's gone pre-mixed. Shall I do mine next? I'm going to do mine next because hmm? I've I've kind of also gone. I mean, I've actually gone proper beer cocktail. So this is Omnipolo, and it's called Carolina, and it's a Paloma sour. So Paloma cocktail, you might be familiar with. So it's got pink grapefruit, guava, blue agave agave never quite sure how you pronounce that lime and sea salt so it is technically a hard seltzer but you know it counts um so 4.2 percent and i've had this in the it was sean you were saying this sounds like laura's theme it was actually me that suggested this theme because i've had this in the fridge for ages and thought oh i can make a theme out of that so um <laughs> that's what i've gone with the cans are beautiful with a little palm tree design on it it's really really, so, really good uh, it, with that in mind james uh future episode what else is in your fridge that we might have to uh forward think on this is what I've started doing now. Adam gets really stressed every time because he can't find a beer to match the theme. So what I've started doing is just matching the theme to beers that I've already got. Very and then it's not James. stressed anymore, is it? It's fine. It's I mean, not much good for you guys, but great for me. Yeah. It works really, really well. So, all right, that's in, entirely um, see-through there. So that is mine. Adam, what did you Hello. decide to go with? Well, I made my very first trip to Pangolin down at uh, Hillsborough, um, Nick Davies' new venture. I was about a week and a half too late, and I've, I was very apologetic that I'd not been. But I picked up a series of few few beers, um, including a couple of ones that our friends in the Midlands bang on about, which is Glass House and Attic Brew, a couple of their beers. Um, and then I started have a look for the fridge, thinking, what could I mix together? So I've also gone for a mix um, I think, Laura, you posted something about the beers you picked up from down there this week, and I also picked up one of the same breweries. I've gone for a Pilot Peach Melba Sour. Um, it's also got vanilla in it, which I'm not a big fan of vanilla in a pale beer, but I am mixing it, so I'm, I'm with Sean. What beer do you think is a, probably a good beer that you could probably mix into some mix into most beers and make it kind of shandy kind of... Cocktaily, come yeah, on, Radler. I guess. Close. Anything specific? Is it a Schaffer Hoffer? Yes. Ah. Do, do, do. <laughs> so I'm going for a, a pilot um, peach Melba sour with um, some Schaffer Hoffer grapefruit wheat beer. It's already mixed, and it? it's kind of a 
kind of already That's is. That's going to be beautiful. That sounds like well, it's going to work really, really well. Well, my wife said that she wanted to taste it before before we did this. So actually, I opened the cans about fifteen minutes ago, um, and then used my little kind of a small indie beer feast glass, indie beer feast, indie man glass to kind of try and work out what the ratios are, rather than just going short and just dumping them in. Um, so we had a little sure. bit of a. It looks like a, about a 50-50 does work. So I thought maybe it needed a little bit more shoff, but then it needed a bit more of the pilot. So I've not I've not tasted it in in the um, agreed ratios yet. But um, both quite a similar color as well. So so that's quite like an orangey, yep, orangey color. So if I can whack a bit of the old shoff in it. Big cans as well. No messing about. Such a good beer, isn't it? I had one a couple of weeks ago, and do you reckon? Looks all right, good. It? Yeah, looks good. Looks good. I don't think he left that long enough to fuse. Then when he went diving in, it's, it's it's really balanced, but like almost feel like it needs it needs to be in balance just to kind of you know what I mean. It kind of it kind of the, the flavors are a bit muddled. I think I either need to decide whether I want it to be a bit more grapefruity or a bit more. Mm. Mm. I think I'm going to go a bit more of the sour, but yeah, good start. I'm going to kind of use this small wow. glass as a. I'm really impressed. I think that's that's four really really good interpretations of the um, of the theme. Um, well done, everybody. Let's introduce our guest. Our guest is Paul. Um, Paul is a regular listener um, to the show, and um, so Paul sent me an email actually after the last episode that we did where he said that's it i'm at the end of my tether with you um and then explained why and i said tell you what don't don't, don't just tell me paul come on the show oh, and tell us all so um paul is here tonight he's, he's got some questions that he's going to be asking us in a bit uh but first of all welcome along paul and what is your beer what what, what direction are you going in with uh, with our theme well you said beer cocktails uh and i studied chemistry so uh this is right up my street, and I got a bit carried away, to be honest. Experiments. Wow. It was a good chemistry word. Right? Have we got so, dry uh, ice, Paul? Have we got dry no, ice? No, I didn't go that crazy, no. But <laughs> if, you, now you've got me thinking, sure, maybe I should have done yeah. But I didn't know. So I ended up made in, making two cocktails. Uh, the first one was on the basis that a bank holiday Monday. It'll be nice and sunny, so I'll do a nice sunny cocktail. Okay, so this is this is what it looks like. All right, you have to make it earlier because... But actually, it's not sunny weather, so it's not ideal, but there you go. So this is what I'm calling a Tropicana Royale, okay? So what I've, what I've basically done is taken a sort of kind of a cocktail recipe. So there's a shot of sugar syrup. There's a shot of spit roast pineapple gin, which I can highly recommend. And then I put a can of uh, Tiny Rebels Club Tropicana in the fridge for about an hour and a half. And it turns it to a sort of a slushy. And so when you pour it out, you get this <laughs> lovely sort of cold, slushy cocktail. Wow. Very good. I, can I just I'm throw in another vote for the for that pineapple gin? It's uh, my yeah, favourite. I've never even heard of it. That sounds brilliant. God, I did actually have a name for mine as well. If you ever want to try it. Well, they, last time I, did have a, I, was, I was just going to call mine a fruit salad as well. I forgot I'd kind of thought about a name and sort of the ingredients of it. So sorry. I don't know if anybody else wants to pick a name for that. Well, Sean, you've mixed something. You can think of a name before the end of the show. I, I'm not sure I could get anything as original as fruit salad uh, or uh, Adam <laughs> Pios, <so>. Blackjack, <laughs> we'll go for the other one. Okay. But then, so, so that was my first 
first try. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I saw the weather forecast, realised it wasn't going to be a hot sunny day. So I thought, well, what I'd do is I'll make a cocktail, beer cocktail in my favourite beer style, which is a breakfast style. I love a good breakfast style. Okay, so there we go. Ooh, ooh, okay. So, so the late, great Jim Steinman died since uh, I was told about this. So this is my tribute to him, and it's called For Crying Out Loud. I mean, true Jim Steinman style, I've gone completely over the top with it. So what you've got in there is a small shot of espresso coffee, uh, a shot of bourbon. Then I've topped that up with some Necessary Evil, Thornbridge Bourbon Barrel Edge Stout. And then for the top, I took just some whipped, took some cream, whipped it up with a shot of espresso Baileys, give it a bit more coffee. So it's completely over the top. Amazing. Um, Some cocoa pops in it. Your best friend, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew Laura would be kind of all over this. I I must admit, Laura, I mean, you you inspired me with the, uh, what was it, the the sort of white Russian version that you did last time Mm. you did cocktails. That's done really nice. I was inspired by that. So, yeah, that is, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, The only problem is it's six o'clock in the evening uh, and it's a bit over the top and I don't think... It, it did sound quite I, I feel this is, is one of those episodes where we need to kind of put some kind of warning on about please yeah. drinking in moderation, all that kind of stuff, because that sounded like just a lot of a lot of stuff that's lovely mm-hmm. but probably shouldn't be put together. But when you do, you get a result like yeah. that. I mean, it looks amazing well, uh, in the glass. It's it kind is. of it's it's got several tones running through the glass, hasn't it? Like the colour changes from the from yeah. the top bit to the bottom bit. That's amazing. I want to see I'm some breakfast sure. cereal in a breakfast out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, I'm, I'm going to allow to save. You can save it out. Don't say that because Northern pops, Monk so. will actually do it, won't they? Well, when that's you, true. When yeah. you you say that, they're like beer crisps. So beer, <laughs> actual cereal in beer next probably would be something that they would um, something they would do. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. I think you've all done fantastically well. Clearly, Paul wins hands down. Um, actual genuine science and effort that's gone into that is remarkable. Um, so, Paul, I'm going to revisit the email that you sent us. Um, okay. Yep. Right. Last last week, which um, which starts with "Hi, Hopcast team." Today, you tipped me over the edge during the back at the pub episode. Um, I've heard some surprising revelations over the episodes. Nobody drinking barley wine, never trying Guinness exports, and today, never having tried quack. Uh, which was me. <laughs> I have to hold my hands up that it was my first ec- experience. Um, from it and then Paul you went on to say um, I'm not from Sheffield but I've lived here since 1986 when the Fat Cat was the only pub interested in providing beer from a diverse range of breweries in various styles so as a Sheffield beer podcast I wonder if you could confirm your credentials or otherwise by answering the following questions based on old beers I'm not going to ask the questions I'm going to allow Paul the honour of um, directing those questions at us however obviously I am the one person on this uh on the team that has seen the questions so i can tell you now that i will come in last place so there's no (laughs) concerns there i will fail this test very very miserably so that's that's the kind of the 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 prerequisite to um to start with is you will all do better than me at this so for this section i'm just going to hand over to to you do you want to do you want to go through um your your um or give us your first question Okay, so the first question is, um, have you ever drunk Roger and Out? And yeah. do you know why it was an import, kind of an important beer at the time? And yeah, so that's, that's the first part of the question. Have you ever drunk Roger and Out? 
Do you yeah, know what I'm no, talking about? I've drunk, I've drunk it for the frog and parrot. Correct. And I think it was like you can only buy it in like either a third or two thirds. It had like it had like a metal plate as it's kind of like I remember it's a long, long time yeah. ago. Yeah. But I think it was like the strongest beer at the time or yeah, something. Quite right, Adam. Yes. Yes. I haven't had it because when did it stop being made? I can't remember, Laura, to be a long time ago. I think yeah, it's quite a while ago now. Yeah. I think I might not be old enough to have legally drank. Yeah, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. it's, 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 it's longer, it's, it's, it's further ago than I were interested in beer. But I'm old enough to kind of, have, I don't even live in Sheffield then, I don't think, but I, I remember coming into town and you'd go to certain bars. And I think that probably was one of the nicer kind of bars that were kind of a bit pubby yeah. a bit kind of um and i still think it's a decent place I don't, I don't really drink there or anything but i think if you wanted something that was probably a bit of everything but obviously as kind of a maybe a, a there's probably even a, maybe even a teenager at the time you, you see that and you want to drink it don't you whether you like it, was it or horrible not. though it wasn't very nice Tell no me. no i don't think it was <laughs> i but remember they nothing about give you a little certificate they gave you a paper certificate if you <laughs> when you had a third I'm glad you've said that, Paul. Uh, uh, as a, a Barnsley lad, our trips to Sheffield were, were quite uh, infrequent as a young man. It was a bit, it was a big night out when at Sheffield. We were always at risk of getting a, a thump before our train back to Barnsley. Um, but I know that. Uh, <laughs> what were you doing? I, yeah, well, well just, just mugging Bar- old ladies or something. Just being, like... just being Bar- Barnsley lads in Sheffield, which was right. uh, always going to provoke, but. Um, I've I've tasted it, but I, I can't say that I, I drank it. It wasn't mine, um, but of course, uh, uh, it, it was a beer that was a bit of a uh, regarded as a bit of a challenge. So I think I probably had a bottle of Budweiser or something of that ilk uh, back then. But someone else uh, uh, had it. I had a taste of it. I thought it was awful, and uh, and and uh, and there you go. So I can't really say that I've. I've drank it, but I, but I tasted it and didn't like it at the time. I imagine um, it wasn't that yeah. strong as well. Like yeah, probably I, ten. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it was, about, it was around twelve. Was it? Twelve. Yeah. So where, it, where, it, was there it, a, was there a microbrewery on site? Yes, or? there was, Sean. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If the if the internet is telling the truth, it was actually sixteen point nine percent. Okay. Oh, um, and that's how it ended up in the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know if this actually happened, but back in 2018, they did say that they were going to rebrew it and bring the yeah. beer back. I heard um, that nothing came of it. No, yeah. I've, I've never heard anything. Um, you can't think it, True North would do it or something being across the road, wouldn't you? Like, I don't know whether they kind of like to kind thing, of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah then yeah. the Storms is back again this month, apparently. So. So we're giving a point to Adam there, and yes. half a, half a point to yeah, Sean. Not, not even half, I don't think. It was very okay. much a, a, a mouthful of the beer. So, uh, well, I, I don't deserve a certificate. Am I allowed to try and get a point back? Because I think I have a fact about the pub. I think it was one of the Firkin pubs. That's that right. Yes, it was. In which yeah. was set up by um, a man called Brendan Dobbin, who um, has done some work with us at, at Abbeydale. Mm-hmm. So I've got some connection to it in a weird way, but yeah. I'm it's, being it's only a bear now. It's, it's Paul's competition, so it's up to him as to whether you get a bonus. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> We're doing all right, guys. We're doing all right. <laughs> We're not an embarrassment yet. All right. The next one's Let's... a far sim- the next one's a far simpler question. Have you drunk a pint of Ward's Best Bitter? Or Ward's Sheffield Best Bitter, which was brewed in Sheffield. 
No. I, I, you know, Sorry. I think I think I probably have, but not really like kind of going to get a pint of it. I think I don't know when's last time was it actually brewed in Sheffield. Probably before I was. Possible, yeah. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, prob- probably, probably not. Probably, I don't think I'm quite old enough. I don't think. Paul, I, I um, I've tried the beer. I didn't have a pint. It wasn't on cask. But uh, before opening Beer Central, uh, our uh, occasional Saturday shopping visits to Sheffield uh, took us uh, to to Waitrose around the back. I always thought that mm. they had a good beer range. I could get a, a decent Halcyon or Wild Raven from Thornbridge. Kellum, uh, Kellum had their bottles in there as well. And Wards was also uh, in um, Waitrose, but by then I'm pretty certain that it was being brewed by Vaux uh, up in yeah. the Sunderland area. So I had a bottle of Wards, um, but not nothing um, uh, that would be comparable with the original. Really, it was being uh, brewed up in in uh, the northeast. And was just in a non 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 bottle conditioned uh, glass bottle, and uh, uh, that's as close as I got. You might, might I'm probably thinking about is I imagine the story is similar to what happened with Stones, I suppose. Like maybe one of the big breweries probably just kind of swallowed it up and just brewed it under license or whatever, and it never yeah, tasted I mean, like it would again. Yeah, I don't think I'll even bother answering asking the next couple of questions as part of the quiz because they were around Stone's Best Bitter and Whitbread Trophy, which were both brewed <laughs> in Sheffield for a while. But I guess again, it'll be the same story too far, too long ago. So. Stone's, Stones was a beer that I certainly yeah, had in my early beer days, uh, but that would have been on electric. I think it, I, I remember that. Yeah, I used to get it on electric. Yeah. yeah, so that was your order at the bar. I'll have a pint of Stone's Electric. Uh, if there was the cask on there as well, Sounds and good, uh, it it was so it was it would have been a, a the electric dispense um, whip bread. Um, I, 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 until now, I didn't even know was a, was a link to Sheffield. So uh, was was it? You, you said it was brewed in the city for a while. Does that mean it was yeah. from somewhere else and then brewed in Sheffield, or is it an original I'm, Sheffield beer? I think it had different things. I think it had like different. It's kind of one place that you could, it were brewed in different places. I think at right. some point, it, there's a book called Brew Britannia, which is by Burke and Bailey, which is quite. If you if you're interested in kind of looking back to the like, the, back to the 70s and seeing kind of what's happening now with that kind of circle of, you know, having a lot of microbreweries and the, like the big was it the big six or big five big breweries back then who eventually just kind of swallowed up a lot of the micros and it kind of feels like the micros came back again and you, like in the last few years you've seen it happen with Heineken buying up Beavertown and other places you kind of you're reading that book it's like hmm feels like it's happening again yeah, it's, some... it's funny you say that Adam I mean I mean when I like like I said at the start when I first came to Sheffield the Fat Cat was the only decent pub you know that did a range of interesting beers and now there's never been a better time to drink beer in Sheffield than right now it's absolutely amazing you know the choice and where you can go but I think you, you all, I certainly wonder, you know, is this the high point and where do we go from here? Because, you know, the, the range of breweries, it used to be like that, you know, a long time ago. There used to be lots of small independent breweries. And then it got down to the point where there were just the big breweries, swallowed everything up and, you know, there was nothing interesting for a long time. 
Whitbreads was the brewery down on Ladies Bridge, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah, there's still the kind of is this still is it where um is it Exchange Brewery is that where yeah, is that where it, it was? Because look, if you go down there, you still see the the kind of like etched in bit on the on the on the brickwork, aren't you? Kind of down, yeah, down the wicker kind of area, but near the near the back of the courts, isn't it? Sort of that way on. Yeah. yeah. I've got a question for Paul. Paul, uh, if I'm that's sure, okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this is not the question, but just I wanted to qualify. When did you come to live in Sheffield? What year? Eighty-six. 86. So since 86, since you arrived, what is your favourite Sheffield brewed pint that you would have in a pub here in Sheffield? So do you have a Sheffield brewed favourite? Yeah. Um, what, what have you fallen in love with since arriving in 86? What's the top? Oh, Sean, Sean, before he answers it, can it can is this kind of contextual to the like the time as well? Because obviously, you know, beer kind of develops and stuff where it could be like you kind of contextualise it, 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 if you know what I mean. It could, it could be anything. It could be a, it could be a pint of stones that Paul had in the fat cap. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Back in like... 1988, yeah, is 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 there something that you think uh, has a a memorable mark, um, or is there a beer that if you walked into a Sheffield pub and a beer that's been brewed in Sheffield that you would think every time I am having that. Uh... <laughs> my, I'm going to dodge the question slightly and answer it in a weird way because what I'm going to say isn't actually a Sheffield brew beer mm-hmm. but my favourite a lot of my favourite beers are from Thornbridge and I love mm-hmm. a dry port because that was one of the first sort of craft beers that came along and a hand-pulled pint of dry pour I think is absolutely amazing it was the first beer I had after you know this lockdown when I could go to actual pub and have a pub of hand-pulled beer that's what I had a point of joy for. So, it counts. You know, we've we've claimed them as Sheffield. It does count. Now, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's funny, you said, it's, it's funny you said that, actually, because I think it was it Friday when I posted on the group saying, I've just had my first cask Jaipur since the oh. uh, since last year. But yeah. Kind of taste in a, in a good way. Kind of almost my brain had kind of, I always think the cans taste much hoppier than like a cask bite of it. I don't know if it's kind of the crispness or the kind of the, the carbonation, but. Drinking it, I think, you know, this is, this is much like hoppier than I kind of remembered. I think in a harsh hoppiness, not in a okay. not in an unbalanced way, but like kind of in the kind of uh, hop forward kind of way. But yeah, it was, mm. it's good to have it. It's good to have it back um, up at the up at the um, Hallamshire House, pulled out I of like a kind of yeah. yeah. They're not open the pub yet. It's weird. Is they've opened up like kind of a little what must be where they get bring the beer in like through the back. It was like a kind of a like a weird little door but they made like a makeshift bar in there so you don't actually go into the, they don't pull the beers from the pub it's in like a little okay. pop-up pop do you use the toilets in the pub i wasn't there long enough but i assume uh, so yeah yeah okay that, that makes sense Done the same the stag actually where they've got an outside bar which was always there but they've they've mm. started um using it and then you only go in to use the toilet so it's kind of yeah makes it makes good um it makes good sense uh brilliant good choices have you got any other questions just, just a couple of quick ones then. So not on beers this time. So on on the Sheffield pub theme, I love a good snug. One of my favourite places to drink beers in a snug. And I wondered who out of you have drunk in the snug at Fagin's or are you even aware of the snug at Fagin's? I have, yeah, but only kind of fairly... I thought you said snog, actually, which is weird because the snog, the actual artwork, is on the side of Fagan's. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then I went, oh, you said snog, not snog. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've only been in Fagan's maybe twice ever. 
and we managed to get the snug in this in, in Fergans, and it's yeah, you can fit maybe like four or five people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, s- snugly, yes. <laughs> very snugly. Yeah, so I have yeah. Um, yes. Just with the work with work people, not really on a drinking night out. We went across the road to the uh, Butler's uh, uh, curry house, but yeah, very 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 nice. Yeah, good to um, tick it off as a kind of thing to do in Sheffield. And you can actually get served in from the snug, which is mm. particularly good. You don't even have to leave it. At the yeah, risk of well, at the risk of uh, being kicked off at something called the Sheffield Hopcast, I've got to admit <laughs> here that that I, I have never ever been in Fergans. Right, never oh, ever. Another shocking revelation. You're only allowed but, to drink Guinness but, in there anyway. But, but I, I have been in a Sheffield snug, and I think it's um, a pub that um, uh, the, the 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 owners Mandy and John we know really really well, and uh, the White Lion uh, down yes. at oh, Yearly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, is is a, a beautiful pub. Um, that shows a lot of uh, lot lot of history, and and I think I'm right in thinking we're going to call that a snug. If yeah, you're walking yeah. on would, the right yeah. hand side, yes. Um, a bit of a secret I, snug in the Red Lion as well. I don't know if you've been in there. there. No, I no, I haven't. No. <laughs> no. Near uh, to you. <laughs> but the the White Lion uh, snug, I, I uh, we, we we have had a drink in there definitely. <laughs> And I mentioned snug, so I thought they'd be a good place to record a hot cast. Yeah, they, yeah. We, weirdly, we didn't. We did. We did the white line. We didn't use one of those um, rooms, did we? If you remember, we were in that front, the kind of front room. But I, in my head, I was like, I want one of those kind of proper, like closed off little. Really? They're so weird. They're so, they like, they're, I love those. Like I'm on a train. Yeah, they're, they're like a, they're like a, an old school train. like carriage, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I assume they kind of exist in other places, but there's nothing like that I can think of in Sheffield. Does that preserved like the White Lion? Those kind of little rooms. I can't think of anywhere, but maybe there is. Um, yeah. And my last question is a very simple question, just on sort of beers that I'm. You must have drunk, surely. You have you all had Duvel? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Got a point. <laughs> got a point. <laughs> it's because you read the email. You went out and got a, you, got a bottle. No, you, didn't you? You get, but you get a bonus point if you drank it in Belgium. Never been to Belgium. Fail that one. I think, uh, James, did you? Go on, Laura. Just, um, we went to um, Brussels oh, maybe five or six years ago now, but for the Brussels beer celebration in La Grande Place. Um, yeah. which is fa- so when you go there eat, you kind of get a token that is a glass but each brewer's stall serves the beer in the correct glass so then when you return oh, your glass you get your token back to swap it so ev- there's hundreds of beers and every single one is served in the proper you know really intricate beautiful <laughs> um, Belgian beer glasses so it's a real um, it's a real experience it's fantastic sounds good uh, last night, uh, um, I spotted a tweet from uh, James, uh, who had finished something earlier than expected and was looking for a good film. And I suggested In Bruges to James last night. There are a fair few smart Belgian beers, potentially even Duvel's. Uh, sucked by Brendan Gleeson in that particularly, but I don't know whether James actually watched it. I did. I did explain it was a yeah. little bit square. I did. 
<clears throat> so mm-hmm. what what happened yesterday was I was supposed to be on like you know bank holiday Sunday beer sesh, um, and we did make it to three different pubs, which is a bit of a challenge in in current um, times. Uh, but then we were all like we were kind of done by half seven, so I came home and, and very organically I did very much kind of tweet saying suggestions for films, and you did send me that, and I did download it, and I fell asleep about eight o'clock, so um, didn't um, watch that film, but I have so got it got downloaded. Adam also it. suggested one that I have. Um, um, got hold of so i'm going to watch at least one of them tonight so that will that will happen and thank you there for some, your suggestion sean there are some smart beers sucked uh, in in bruges beer is certainly not the theme of the film but uh, it's part of one man's love of of bruges and beer is very relevant to it and he does sup a fair few uh, uh, during and he, he necks a few because he he gets a little bit uh, upset about something at some point and I certainly remember him necking a few and they're all in the lovely Belgian glasses and everything so it's all done it's all done in the right way Excellent. <laughs> everything else is to, done in uh, the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to um to watching um to watching that uh right let's check in on how the beers are going down um so Laura you kind of went for the pre-mixed option like um I did um is it is it working yeah, it's quite, com- it's very, very cakey, like, they've, they've rated it on their little graph on the back, they've given it a low mark for Malty, which I actually disagree with, because the Black Forest Gatto character is, to me, coming through, like, it's almost got, you know, when you get the really great little slightly burnt bits on a cake, the, like, crunchy little edge pieces, it's got that kind of flavour in it, as well as the sour is quite salty because it's a goes as well. But I am finding it quite robust, I think is the word, which I wasn't expecting from the colour of it at all. Um, but yeah, the fruitiness is coming through. I really like it. It's very odd. And it does to me taste like two beers mashed together, but in a good way. Okay, that's that's yeah. That makes it sound quite interesting. That I like that. Mm, um, Sean, we have, have you got your ratios sorted now? Are you happy? I, I have actually. Yeah, interestingly, of the two beers, it's the um, the raspberry fruit beer that um, is is dominating the flavour. So I don't know whether I should be surprised. I am surprised by that, um, but um, it's absolutely fantastic to drink. So I would recommend this. Um, but I'm going to suggest that the right ratio, which I've just managed to finalise and develop, I've got test tubes and that behind me. I've squirted a couple of little extras in. So I'm going to go for a ratio of 65% organic chocolate stout and 35% um, organic uh, raspberry fruit beer. Does that count to 100 I'm not really concentrating properly. Yes. All yeah. right. Brilliant stuff. But uh, fantastic beer and uh, something I, I would I would definitely recommend. They do strawberry as well and they do cherry. And so uh, there's a little bit of ex- a little bit of alternative uh, angle with it as well, not to add extra in. But uh, next one I think I might try strawberry fruit uh, with a chocolate style. Good, good plan. They're really nice, their fruit beers as well. So um, I think you've, you've you've chosen very, very well. Um, Adam, what about yours? Yeah, I'm on my third kind of in, incarnation of it. Because it's a very small glass. Um, but yeah, I think 
about 50-50 or maybe a slight little bit more of the great of the Schofferhofer. So maybe sort of a 55-45, something like that. Um, it's really refreshing and really good. Um, I don't know whether it's better than the beers independently, but it blends very well. Like you wouldn't, if someone gave it you, you probably wouldn't think it was like two beers together. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think the color as well. I, I, didn't, I had no idea what the peach Melbourne sour would look like, but um, I assume it'd be quite orangey. But yeah, they're, they're virtually the same color, so you don't get that murky kind of color. It was quite a natural color of what you'd expect it to be if it was together. So yeah, yeah, good. I like it. Good stuff. Um, the Carolina is, oh, it's nice enough. I'm a bit bored of it now. I kind of wish that I had have mixed this with something else. And I, I feel like maybe if I'd have mixed it with perhaps the new Abbeydale um, grapefruit Radler, which Radler. I've got one in the fridge, would probably have just made it a little bit more exciting. It's just a little Off bit, you go. <laughs> it's a little bit dull. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but it's nice enough um, and it's quite refreshing. Feels like we should be um, on a, a beautiful summer's day, I think, with some of the beer selections that we've made here. And today <laughs> really hasn't been because it's not stopped raining since lunchtime. Um, so, yeah, Paul, what about your two then? Which which is the which is the winner out well, of your two experiments? I mean, my favourite is the, uh, the Mad Stack, to be honest, because I, I love a good stack. Uh, the only problem is it's too easy to drink. So, head looks like it's kind of like you've got a meringue on it. Yeah, it's I know. Kind of, yeah, it's, it's not the dis- cream is sort of clinging to the side. It's, it's a real mess now. But, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not Oh yeah, I, I think that uh, you, it looks like you perhaps might have worked for Omnipolo in your <laughs> past. Uh, it looks like one of their soft-served Instagram uh, picks and the, yeah, and their, their ingredients. It also looks like you should have a spoon or something nice and crisp yeah. to dip into it, uh, a yeah. bit of an ice creamy cone. So, uh, I, I, I did toy with crumbling a flake on top, so I could have yeah. crumbled half the flake and oh, kept the rest. Pops, I've told and dip, you. And dip, <laughs> yeah, and use the flake as a little <laughs> oh, dipping stick. Get some cereal yeah. on it. You want to see? Yeah. You want to? You want a breakfast stout? Get some cereal on it. Granola, Adam. <laughs> Granola goes in plenty of stouts, actually. Doesn't Cocoa it? Does pops, that count mate, as come. cereal? King of I cereal, agree, Cocoa actually. Pops. Cocoa Pops. <laughs> Imperial chocolate stout does sound right, doesn't it? You could, like, I mean, I'll, use, let, I'll let you crush them. Yeah, if you use cocoa pops, it would make it even more chocolatey at the end, wouldn't it? You know, like so, it yeah. 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 Or, or Nesquik, Nesquik cereal. Well, That's the thing. My main thing when I tried necessary for the first time, which I know you said, Paul, you've put in there. My first thought of what it tasted like was chocolate ready brick. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that, like, really lovely, like, creamy, oaty, yeah, yeah. Like, soothing really nice flavour to it so yeah I can uh, imagine that working very well you need to make a wheat beer a Bix that wheat a Bix wheat, wheat uh, needs, it needs it needs work a Bix love it love it <laughs> brilliant I think this has been the most random episode of this podcast that we've ever done and we've done some can I suggest ones. yeah can I suggest Alpenovice um, as well would be a uh, a nice little little wheat beer with alpen nuts and raisins and all that. In there. Right, sorry, took me a while to work. <laughs> I still don't really know what you're talking about. Alpen. I, Al- alpen. I think I think this is a this is a good theme for a for a future show. Uh, a, a breakfast cereal based beer. I think that's a good idea, Adam. Oh, I said we've, we've evolved it. Frosties. So, um... 
Frosties would be a milkshake IPA, wouldn't they? Um, <laughs> like sugar and all that in there. I was, I was, was going to throw it that? open and, and see if anyone did want to pick the theme for the next for the next one. Um, uh, maybe Sean just has. James, you've already uh, let into a secret as to what's already in your fridge. So the the grapefruit rattler will be the theme for the next uh, podcast. I'm guessing, unless you drink the beer too quickly and. And we have to Sean, something else. Sean, I'm going. I'm going to let you pick the theme. I'm going to let you you decide. You, you um, can you uh, can confer with your colleagues if you wish. I've got two other points, James. Uh, did you have Sheffield Hotcast on your TV screen earlier? I did. Yeah, it's uh, gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. It, it's gone. Oh, that was a good effort. And uh, Paul, the picture behind you uh, oh, yeah. looks to be a, a a beautiful shot of a. Uh, some big waves crashing into a harbour or a, a breakwater. Where is that? Where, where, where is it? Well, it, it's not actually anywhere I've been. Let me just see. Oh, yeah. That's it. It's actually in Porth in Wales. Okay. It's a yeah, lighthouse in Porth Yes, it's a great picture. picture. Yeah. It, it would look good on the front of a, a, a can, that, I think. Uh, you wouldn't would like to get caught out right. in that, would you? Just having a quick stroll walking dog in front of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, that would not be the place to have a beer in a beer garden, would it? Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. If I can just uh, say cool. one final thing. I sure. said Sheffield is now the, you know, a brilliant place to drink beer. The, I think the only thing it's missing is a really good brewery tap bar. So, Laura, you know, Happy Dale. <laughs> tried you're missing a trick no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Brill. well thank you Paul thank you very very much for joining us all we need to do is our um, our quick beer selfie oh, so glasses <clears throat> cans or uh, whatever you uh, you have I'm going to go with the fancy side of my uh, my can yeah. and big smiles there we go. That will do us. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. You've been a brilliant, brilliant guest. Oh, I think we probably all failed quite miserably, didn't we? In our, we need to get, we need to get much more Sheffield. We'll, uh, we'll work on, uh, we'll work on, uh, on that. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, we'll be uh, back with an in real life episode at some point in the next few weeks, and back obviously with another virtual one as well quite soon, um, which may or may not involve breakfast cereal so there's something to look forward to well <laughs> thank you for your company and uh, we will see you soon goodbye Cheers, everybody bye